Take courage, my heart. You have been through worse than this. Be strong, said my heart. I am a soldier. I have seen worse sights than this. More than any other genre of leader, heroes are the function of judgment and the needs of others. So what need do they fill and how and why do we follow them? Today, today we explore the traits that exemplify the idea of heroes and how those are similar to the leaders we look up to and why we choose to follow those we designate heroes. Joining us today is a special guest, the subject of the Gatorade Presents short film, Three Minutes in September, Mr. Kevin Parker. Morning, Kevin, and good morning, Jeremy. Good morning. Good morning, and welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast. This is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash heroes. And so kind of some of the notes that I threw down there uh, as we're, we're talking about some of the heroes or, or my thoughts. Again, this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash heroes. But uh, Bob Marley, I did a podcast with him a uh, ways back, and he's a guy that is kind, he's helpful, um, willing to do whatever he can to, to help you out, to improve the profession. He's very well known in our area, um, is very well connected. And, you know, if you, if you have a question or you need something, then you ask Bob and he'll get you pointed in the right direction. And so as far as athletic training wise, that he is definitely one of my heroes. So I know we're going to get to some more of these, but, um, I, I was talking with Sarah, that's my wife. And one of the things that she does is she likes to watch friends. So she's seen friends over and over and over again, but I've, I swear I've never seen a single episode, but for some reason I always know like the, the video or the part of friends or something like that. And it's, it's really weird. Anyways, uh, there's a time when there's Ross and Chandler and they're talking about their friend from college and they called him Gandalf because it was always like a mystery whenever what they were going to do. And they always had the most amazing times. And, and it was just like this mythical person that just amazing adventures happen. And so in college, there was this guy, his name was John Leinberger. He works, uh, I think at Dallas Baptist university now, but it was always some story or something when you were hanging around John that you just never knew what was going to happen or what was going to come up or, you know, things like that. And, and you know, that, as we kind of talk about heroes and, and mythical type leaders and people you like idealize, that is to me like probably the closest person I think I've ever come to was John Leinberger when I was at Houston Baptist University because it was always like you don't know what's going to happen. Like you're just kind of like big smile just waiting like, all right, I'm ready, John. This, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it could be a story. It could be just sitting down for, you know, breakfast and you never know. But uh, those are some of the things that, you know, you look back and you realize – it wasn't really all that great, but we idealize that and create that image in our head. So a um, little bit about Kevin. Kevin Parker he joined Aquinas in 2006, got his bachelor's from Miami University, master's from Auburn. He got the Above and Beyond Award from, I think it was at GLADA? The, uh, that was the NATA. For the NATA. And then in 2018, the like John said, the Gatorade Three Minutes in September video and is currently the president of the Michigan Athletic Trainer Society. So, Kevin, tell us something about yourself that we didn't cover there that may be just that, like, mythical type, just some crazy story or just something fun, random about yourself. Oh, uh, okay. A fun, random thing about myself is that um, I did go to Miami University, and that's the one in Ohio. Not the, not the place in Florida, um, but I was fortunate enough to go go to Miami on a scholarship because I caddied. 
full scholarship, full tuition because I caddied, carried golf clubs. Greatest deal ever. There, there's, there's, there's a tidbit. That is amazing. Fun, fun, fun fact. So that was a true scholarship. I thought that was like, uh, what was it? A Caddyshack, right? That's. Oh yeah. Yeah. That the, uh, the, so, um, Bill Murray and, <laughs> and his brother that's in the, the uh, Brian Kona, Brian Doyle Murphy or Murray and that are, that are in the movie. One of a number of brothers, but they all caddied and two of their brothers were Evan scholars as well. So it's all based in reality. It's all, it's all 100%, you know, embellished, but kernel of kernel of truth. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that that was actual real scholarship. Yep. So the legend awesome. grows. Yes. <laughs> so we, we talked a little bit about the, uh, you touched on the Gatorade video and surprisingly enough, it's starting to make its way around again. Yeah. Um, I have no idea why it's, 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 it's organic. Yeah. Someone finds it. It, yeah. Continue. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's interesting because you and I have had conversations over the last month or so for other reasons. And, um, you know, when, when I asked you to be on the podcast, I felt, um, a couple things. I, I know you and I have read very similar books and, um, I knew you'd be excited to, to pick up the book leaders. Um, you know, we, I think we, we follow a lot of the same teachings from the people we follow. And, uh, and, and I knew that, that, chapter heroes in leaders was going to be a good one to cover with you. Um, coming off our talk with Dr. Shingles and the zealots, the, the bad leaders, uh, and, and what kind of fights the bad leaders are the heroes. Um, and then all of a sudden this, the Gatorade video pops up again, it starts making its way around and, um, see people kind of talking about it, chatting about it. Uh, actually on Monday, my intern walked in and said, Hey, have you ever seen this video before? And I said, you know what? That's funny because I honestly thought she was messing with me. And I just, I said, yeah, I've seen the video before. I I'm talking to Kevin on Wednesday and on a podcast and, um, you know, it's, it's funny. So yeah, John, my, my, I've had people, so it debuted in March of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I, in the lat, in that time since then, I've had people, the, a young woman came up to me at the Glada annual, annual meeting last March, March of this past March, March, 2019. And she, much like your intern was super excited that she had seen this video and wanted to thank me. And I was like, you do know it's been out for a year. And the look on her face was just like, oh my God, what do you mean? It's been out for a year. So yeah, I, at this point, um, I, I can't believe that there's people especially in the profession that haven't seen it but i'm glad that it's it's continuing to grow and reach people because that that was the per, the that was totally the, the intent behind Gatorade and their their wanting to do the video so and they're and by the way i had a conversation with them and they're super happy that it's getting the hits and things like that as well so That's awesome yeah so so being a part of that film and after reading this section in the book how does that affect you as, as somebody that's viewed as a hero? Right. Well, I think the the driving point in that section of the book, or at least what I took from it, mm-hmm. was that hero is a label that only can be applied by others. If It's much like a nickname. You don't get to choose your nickname. And, and if you're labeling yourself a hero, then you're not following the the tenets or or the the spirit of that of that label um 
So I think it really drove home that that point that that others may consider me a hero from the, the actions of that day, but I, no, I'm I'm never going to say yes. That's what I am because that's for others to decide. Um, and I think also from the from the book and the reading is that hero is a label, good or bad, whatever connotation that, that you're then used for. Because I think there's there's the, the two examples in the book, the, um, I got to get the name right. Young Ha. Yeah. Young Ha is, yes, he is a symbol much like Harriet Tubman, but the, the goal of those are entirely different. One is more from a propaganda and what we connotate as propaganda is we're trying to convince you that we're good mm-hmm. and, and the Chinese government and, and, and all of that, that that entails that we could go off into a, into a deep dive in that and, be here three days from now versus Harriet Tubman, who is a symbol of hope and things like that, that it's, that it's a, it is, it's a symbol that people apply for, to, to achieve some sort of goal or to further a cause. And, and in this case, especially with the Gatorade video, the goal I think all along was not to promote me was to tell Dale's story, but also highlight the the importance of athletic trainers, both wherever, whether we're talking the secondary school setting, the collegiate setting, youth sports, whatever, just to drive home the point that that what we do is important and the kind of kind of difference that we can make. So in that context and connotation, I'm I'm okay with that label being applied, but again, I'm never going to be like, yo, I'm a hero, because no. Not going to happen. Yeah. One of the things that we keep kind of hitting on this whole series again is, is the idea of ego, right? Like somebody with an ego would take that and run with it. Like right. if you were somebody that had an ego, I don't think I'd have you on today. And I think um, even more so than that, John, I think if it, if, if I was, if that, if that was the kind of ego that was exhibited, mm-hmm. the film wouldn't have been made. Right. That, would have been yeah because at that point you're too earnest and it comes across as you're too earnest and you're trying to sell yourself and things like that and um yeah no and, and you mentioned ego i've got my my daily stoic uh ego is the enemy coin in my pocket specifically for today to be reminded that that yeah this is know your place son right and, and like you said, it's the difference that we can make as a, as a profession and as, um, as, as people who are involved with the profession of athletic training, um, you know, if, if we have that ego, if we let that seep in, if we make our own nickname, like you said, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're not going to be there for the people that need us. And that's one of the things that I took away from the video too, is, is the difference that we as a profession can make by mm-hmm being leaders within ourselves. Um, and, and like I said, I, we, we watched the video, my, my interns and I, and, um, you know, they were the first time you see it, it's very impactful, right? It's, it's, it is an incredibly touching yes. story. Uh, and then, you know, the, the amount of times that you have to, you or not have to, the amount of times you watch it over. Um, well, I, I'm going to be honest with you, John, I've only seen it a handful of times because I refuse to watch myself. Yeah. Cause no. it's, it's, from my perspective, it's cringeworthy. It's like, Oh, Oh, please no. So, but other people can watch it as much as they want. I'm going to pass. Right. But I take away that, that the difference that we make 
right? Or a difference yeah. we can make in in our profession. And and that to me is the most important message out of everything is um, you know, we're we're here to do a job. Right. And if we're not prepared for it, then tragedy can strike. Uh, it could be it can sound a little dramatic sometimes, uh, the amount of preparation that we put into our our job and our daily lives. Uh, but if we don't do that, something bad can happen, right? And right. if we're not there to educate others, then, you know, th- there can be some pretty detrimental effects that happen. Yes. Um, and I, I all the time, I'm sure you get these kind of questions, you guys, you know, what's the worst injury you've ever dealt with? Or things like that. And and I always, I always, you know, just flat out, just, well, when I had an athlete die and we saved her life, and it, it's, an, it's a conversation stopper. It, it just, it... Stops them in their tracks. They, well, what, what do you mean? Um, I've had, you know, we've, we've had some new coaches cycle through and we're talking about our emergency action plan. And they're like, well, why do you do that? And we said, because we had an athlete die. And they're like, what do you mean you had an athlete die? Well, we had an athlete who was suffered a sudden cardiac arrest. And so it, it helps, helps drive home the point, like you said, that bad things can happen and bad things happen when you can least expect them or you anticipate them to. And so you have to be prepared. Right. And, and it does, it drives home that point. And I think a much larger picture when you take a step back from that immediate you know, worst case scenario, I think the most impactful part of the video is Cheryl, Dale's mom, mm. at the end when she's talking about that, that we do more than tape ankles. We do more than that. all the things that we can do. And and I think that's the most impactful. But you're right, it, it, it's a it, the video is a means to foster a discussion that is often difficult and people don't take serious until you put it in terms that makes it hit home for them. So I have a, an experience where we had an athlete on the, um, that uh, fallout and on the track, we performed CPR, ended up not surviving, but yeah, it's the same, same situation. You know, you're there, you're providing those skills. And I get that same question. What's the worst injury you've seen? And I say death. We had somebody die, you know, and then so when I'm teaching CPR to the coaches, to the kids, to the whatever, I'm always, you know, like this. And then when I'm teaching conscious choking, we were in a restaurant in California and me and Sarah on our anniversary trip or whatever. And Sarah points out, hey, there's there's a guy over there. It looks like something's wrong. I get up and I go and I do the, you know, hey, I'm Jeremy. I'm training CPR. Can I help you? You call 911 to get the AED. And then then I begin helping. And then, you know, after a couple of the. Uh, abdominal thrust the guy takes that big breath and and then you know just a minute later the ems walks in i go wash my hands and i finish my meal and it's just like huh you know but like we're put in those situations so that we can we can share our experience so that we can say this is why it's important this is why it's important and honestly (laughs) like nobody from the restaurant said anything to me like hey thanks for doing that and it's it's kind of like i don't know i don't I would expect something, somebody there to at least say something from from the restaurant, like, hey, thanks for doing that. Thanks for stepping up. Thanks for taking care. But it was just, all right, everybody just went on about their business, you know, and it, it was crazy. And and so in that same situation, earlier you said a hero is a label, good or bad. Like John just talked about, we talked to Dr. Shingles about bad leaders, the zealots. So kind of go back to that statement, a hero is a label, good or bad, and what does that kind of look like for you? Uh, and how might we determine that, you know, my John Lineberger maybe wasn't a good leader or whatever, whatever it is. So 
let's let's address that. The good or bad hero. Well, I, I don't necessarily know that good or bad may have been a bad choice of words. Um, but good or bad is going to be a label that each individual is going to apply to, you know, as a profession, we may hold someone in high regard organizationally, but we're all human. And that person, there's going to be someone that, that, that doesn't like them or has had a bad experience. I tell kids all that I tell people all the time that, that for every, every student athlete that I've interacted with, I can probably show you one that thinks I'm a, I'm a Royal pain in the butt and not a, not a good guy. And, and that's okay because that's, that's their own, that's the application of their on, on, a, on a micro level of that good or bad or deciding that good or bad label. Um, but just because uh, it was a note I made for something later, just because we consider someone a hero doesn't mean they're a good person. Just because you've done something that society or our profession or any profession determines as, as, as awesome or great pull someone from a, from a, from a burning building or a car accident doesn't automatically make you a good person. And I think we need to remember to separate the two between the action that, Hey, this is good. And mm, I may not like you, but I don't have to like you to understand that, that what you did was, it was a good thing and that can be used in a positive manner. Does that help Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I like how you said each person gets to apply that label to who they like kind of thing. And so I think that's a, like just a good piece to remember is that my hero might not be your hero. Somebody that I, I think is a hero or embodies that mythical hero thing may be the opposite for you. And, and that is okay. Yeah. It actually it's encouraged because otherwise we're just, we're lemmings and it's groupthink and we're not thinking for ourselves and, and, to me, that's the worst case scenario. Make your own mind, gather information, make your own mind up. So again, kind of focusing on this, this hero aspect and in your situation there with a Gatorade uh, partner, what are some of the leadership traits that you took away or that you're applying regularly to uh, your life now as an athletic trainer or as a husband, uh, as a man? So, so my, my question, I want to clarify, are we, when you ask that question, Jeremy, are we talking about the actual event back in September of 2013, or are we talking making of the film? Cause two entirely different things. Okay. Well, um, let's go with both of them. Just go okay. with the event first and then we'll kind of uh, go through. I, I think the event first is it just being prepared. We, we talked about this. Um, but then also the ability to take a step back afterwards and self-evaluate what worked, what didn't just like we're taught and we teach i'm sure john is teaching his interns of, about if you have to activate your emergency action plan we're going to do a debrief either later that night or the next day to determine what worked what didn't what do we need to modify and it might be hey this is all good we're good pat each other on the back and, and go away um the making of the film was a unique experience and that is probably under under embellishing what's the word just that was by far the most unique thing i've ever had the experience of doing and the one point that that was driven home to me that relates to leadership is that it's not about you that was super uncomfortable 
was very much either at the edge or completely out of my comfort zone. Um, but I was able to see that it was a that it wasn't about me and that I had to take a step back and do what was best for the profession and you know and, and the, what's best for the profession and to tell the story of this this incredible experience that this young that this young woman had and and how she's managed to to go from from that day on through now you know six years later um that that and i think that was the nugget that i take from everything that i use most most often in my daily life here both at aquinas and at home with with my wife tanya who's also an athletic trainer is that it's not about me all the time that it's not it's it's that there's sacrifices you know i i um worked late friday night worked late saturday night but on sunday we had our our mat strategic planning meeting and i was up early to be to speak at our at our student symposium first to welcome them and provide some context and then was there until 3 34 o'clock doing the work of the organization that it's not about me and you have to you have to be able and willing to take that role and diminish your own own goals in order to accomplish the bigger things of the organization whether we're talking about mass we're talking about aquinas we're talking about my family unit whatever it's not about me as a father i see that uh i see that a lot you know it's easy to look at it from from a father perspective you know yes i've got to be the one to step in and take that bullet whatever it is uh you know i have to be willing to serve my family and lead my wife so that my family grows but it at the office it's sometimes different you know sometimes we get to thinking it is about me or like whenever i go to share <clears throat> my story of how we did cpr like there's still plenty of times where like i just can't like i got to stop and i can't continue sharing the story of what happened cuz it's still emotional and that was years ago i think somewhere over here on the back wall there's a shirt um yeah, so that was in 2015, and there, it's still emotional just knowing that um, I was in that situation, that I spoke with the parents, that the kid didn't survive, and I was part of that. We did what we were supposed to. You know, we we did a good job. It was just not his time to survive. And it's when you say, you know, you got to take a step back and look at it as doing the right thing for other people that's really tough sometimes in situations like these. So I appreciate your encouraging words. Well, and Jeremy, and, and truthfully, this, if it was easy, then anybody could do it. And, and I think whether it's life, fate, whatever, you find yourselves in situations that you can handle. And if you can't handle it, you won't, you won't be in that situation. And you, you learn very quickly how we all know people that have either left the profession or moved on to other things because of, of good experiences or bad experiences that they've had. And, and we're all a summation of all of those. But if, in those situations, like you, you, the experience you dealt with, you're handling it the best you can. And if you, you, you were in the right place at the right time, you did what you could. And, and, and at that point it's, it's out of your control. You, you've done everything that you can, you've controlled as much variables as you can control. And that's all you can do. And, and yeah, it's challenging to deal with. Um, I tell people all the time that six years later, 
I, I, if I'm here by myself and I hear someone running down the hallway, I, I pause for a moment and think, Oh, okay. No, we're, we're good. So, so it's, it's, I, th- I think it's 100% healthy to have those kind of reactions and, and, and you find yourself in situations that you can handle. And if you can't handle them, then you, 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 if you don't think you can handle them, you do the best you can. And that's all we can ask. And I think that's part of the, the self-evaluation, the, the, the after action reports or the, yes. the, you know, the, the, the debriefing, uh, we had a, an incident this fall already. Um, and it was a late night for us. And I, we sat down, my staff and I, and 11 o'clock at night, I said, we're not going home because I want to get this out. We need to communicate. We'll, we need to think about the questions that we need to ask ourselves over the next couple of days. But we need to get it out on paper and and have that initial discussion because if you're not doing that, you're not going to be prepared for the next incident. And, well, and also, also, John, I think it also helps you prepare. It, it helps you begin to process it individually. Yes. If you're if you're if you're not able to talk about it, how how we, whether it's a societal thing or prof- or a professional thing, we're supposed to be tough. We're we're supposed to not break down. We're supposed to we're supposed to handle every situation with. 100% complete, you know, confidence in that. And, and I think it's okay after the fact to, to, to communicate with your staff and say, Hey, how are we going to handle this? How are we individually going to handle this? And to see, to let them, to let your, your, your vulnerability show and to, to say that it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be upset now because the situation is handled. And if you don't start that process immediately, that's when bad things happen. Right. And that's, that was a weird thing for me is, is we handled that situation really well, had an amazing debrief. And then we went into a rare full weekend off where, oh, yeah, it was, yeah, you weren't around everybody. And, you know, I, as soon as the incident happened, it was right at, right after halftime, right before, right after halftime. And I could see in my intern's eyes and I could tell, and I said, Hey, we need to switch it back on. Like, cause we still have the rest of the game to go for, go through. We need to operate. We needed to continue being vigilant about things. And then afterwards, after we talked about it, we were able to, you know, kind of a little bit of emotionally debrief. But then in that moment, we had each other and we were able to, to, to rely on each other in case somebody needed a moment. But then we had the weekend where we were away from everybody. Right. And then that's when it set back in. For me, emotionally, mm-hmm. I had this weird, not weird. No, I, I had a normal response of, I had this depression that sunk into me and then I had to recognize it right away. Like, Oh, I'm, right. I'm upset about this situation. Not because things went wrong or, you know, things were handled incredibly well. Um, but you know, to be aware of those situations and to be aware of that, that emotional response that could potentially happen, um, was important for me. And, yes. uh, it, it sucked that I went through it, but going through it in the future, like, It'll, yes, I'm, I know well, I need to be aware of those things. Well, and, and that'll help you in the future. And I think that one of the growing areas that are utilizing this video, because again, I, I random people coming up to me, um, had one of the board of directors of the AT cares come up to me in the exhibit hall this, this last summer in Las Vegas, just out of the blue, never spoken to this individual before. And he thanked me for the video and that, that they use it all of the time in their AT cares training and sessions that they have with people of, of just for that very reason that you explained, John, that, that we have to be able to 
deal with that emotion after the fact and that the the more you, you, you deal with it once, if you're in a situation similar again, you may have some of the same emotions or, or different, but at least you know that that emotional right. issue, that, 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 that you know that wave is coming and, and you're better prepared for it. Yeah, and it was incredibly emotional for Dale's family. And one of the things that struck me in the video, um, surprisingly, was what Nikki had said is she said, you saved us all that day. And, you know, you, you realize that it's not just you or it's not just that one person that is affected by it. There's a multitude of people that are affected by a situation that could potentially happen. The 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 only moment in the filming that I, I came close to breaking down or getting emotional was the very last thing they filmed. And it's the very it's towards the it's, uh, it might almost be the very end of the film, um, it's the interview with Dale's sister. Mm, yeah. And and it really, much like you with Nikki, drove home the point that that this wasn't just one person, this wasn't just one one life that was impacted. This was a, a an ever-growing circle of people that had a direct impact on. Which, by the way, was happy to hear earlier this fall that that Dale's engaged and is getting married in September and and super excited to attend. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So going back to the book and talking about leadership and talking about heroes, what kind of what leadership tactics do you feel a hero embodies? Um <clears throat> I think well, I think we need to, we I think we need to just def say that that whether you're you're identified as a hero and a leader or just a leader that leadership is it's they're the same traits. How you come a, how you come about that label of hero may may then carry you over into the leadership aspect, but you've got to have the discipline to get things to, to to prioritize and get things done. You, there has to be humility because I, I don't care who you are. If all you talk about is how great you are, no one else is going to listen. Um, and then, and then, like we talked about, being able to put others or cause or goals in front of what you may want to accomplish. You just just because you're a leader doesn't mean you always get to do what you want to do. If you're leading an organization or a group of people, sometimes you, there's compromise. You you have to. You, you might might be convinced that someone else has a better idea and you've got to be humble enough to step back and go hey you're right let's let's do that instead and I think those traits are are across the board for good leaders now you just you 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 factor in this the symbol of being a hero you you if you possess those leadership skills now it's easier to advertise you as a leader. It's easier to put you forward as, as a leader. People are going to listen to your message because you have some notoriety or, or some exposure. So I, I don't necessarily know that there's unique aspects of, of a leader who's a hero or a, a hero who's a leader. I think, I think we need to think it's a much bigger conversation about leadership and then we add in the label. Yeah, it's it's definitely a deeper um, dive into the 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 idea of heroes and leaders, right? It's it yeah. the book deals with a lot of mythology and oh, I, I, it's I super deep about it. I enjoyed the chapter on the mythology of of leadership almost is or better than than the than the, than the chapter on the heroes. 
Yeah. It really tied together everything in the book. And we'll be talking to Tori about that on Friday at 930 in the morning. Um, (laughs) You know, it's, it's interesting, right? Like uh, how deep that meaning can get. It's a simple question, but it can become a very deep meaning question, right? And it invokes a lot of thought into both leadership and, and the idea of being a hero. Um, It's almost a funny question, but should people go about wanting to be a hero or be viewed as a hero or is there too much ego in that involved? Oh, I think that that's an easy question for me. That's too much ego involved. If, if you, you, my thing is show up, do your job, do your job well, or do your job as well as you can. Right. And if you're put in, if you're thrust into a circumstance that someone else decides is important enough. And, and, and again, it's that someone else decides is important enough. To be labeled or to, to, to garner that label of a hero from someone doesn't have to be a heroic life-saving incident. It might be that that person saying, hey, how are you doing today? And having a genuine conversation with how their life is going outside of how, with your normal interaction, that might be enough to cause a difference in that person's life for them to, whether we're talking, you know, a worst case scenario of someone like, hey, I'm suicidal or I'm dealing with a, a, a bad breakup or whatever, the actions that you do, you don't con- control that label of a hero or, or, or if we take it down a notch, not from hero, but someone I really look up to. It doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be a heroic situation of pulling someone from a burning building or a car or a life-saving event. It's just having an impact on, on someone else's life and that person is the one who determines what that impact is. And I think those are the interactions that over a career, I mean, we all know of those longtime athletic trainers that have been at the secondary school setting in one high school for 25 years, and they walk on water. We, we all know of those people that, have, that, that, have, that are viewed as, as the pinnacles of our profession, not because of, of one incident, but from a, a lifetime body of work that they've made an impact. And I think that's as important to realize that that's heroic just as much as, as anything that I might've done with an AED that was really super simple. Hey, push the button. There we go. Right. It's, it is interesting to, to view those careers of those people and, and to see how they've navigated long-term to, to be, like you said, walk on water, right? Those, those ones that have done such an amazing job with the profession and with their career to impact others. They're not doing it to, to, to put themselves out there and to say, I'm this person. They're just doing it for the betterment of the profession and for their athletes. You, you know, you've reached a different frame of mind when it's just as important or even more important or cooler to get, to get invited to, to former student athletes weddings right. than it is to, than it is to, you know, win championships. Um, you start getting those wedding invitations, you start getting birth announcements, people send are sending you, you, you pictures of their kids that they, when they're on campus, they come, they come by and see you. That's that's how you know you're making a difference, and that's the stuff that matters more than. I mean, truthfully, the Gatorade video matters because mm-hmm. it's a voice for the profession, 
but it's going to fade. Eventually, at some point in time, it will it will fade into obscurity, or at least I hope, because there's enough of this out there. Um, but long term, that's what matters. The individual interactions when someone says, "Hey, you made a difference," to me, that's as much or much more important than than someone I don't know never interacted with saying, dude, you're a hero. Well, okay, great. I'm glad you feel that way. I'm glad it made an impact, but I'm going to, I'm going to take this interaction over here any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Right. Yeah. It, it poses the question still or going forward. Why, why do we look for those, those leaders that we viewed as heroes, right? Because we want to be inspired. I, I think um, we want to be inspired. We want someone that we identify with or a character trait we identify with or an issue we identify with to help crystallize in ourselves that it's okay to act. You know, it's okay, it's okay to, especially in the times we live in with as, as, as contentious as things are in the, in the, in the, the real world outside of, outside of my existence in the athletic training room. We, we want to be inspired and we want to be inspired in a, in a positive way, not a negative way. So I think that's why we look to, to the heroes as someone to, to emulate and you hope that they, that they have the leadership skills in order to, once you're inspired by them to actually carry through and accomplish what they, what you want. Right. I think that's the first time we've talked about that, that inspiration, wanting to be inspired by something, by someone by somebody's actions. And, um, and that's really, that's, I think that's put me down the path, uh, over the last couple of years and which has really inspired me to, to be more inspirational and to help others. And, um, I've had a, a pretty good career with our interns and, and helping them along, but something clicked a handful of years ago that said, Hey, I need to do better because I'm mm -hmm. not just turning out people that have helped me. I am trying to make our profession better. And that's my goal is with my interns is to make our profession better by helping these young athletic trainers do their best and, right. and, and finding inspiration in myself within different leader, different people, different books, different, different modes, um, has been a fun challenge because it's made me better every day. Right. That's, I think that's the long-term goal of any leader is to replace themselves and, how do you how do you replace yourself well you 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 try to you try to light that fire in someone else um and I, i've said it many times to a bunch of people when they graduate or they send a thank you card or they're like hey i want to get you a gift it's like no, no dude i don't need any more gift cards i don't i don't i don't I, i'll take a bottle of whiskey absolutely i will take the bottle of whiskey but if you really want to want to thank me is to do what i'm trying to do to the people that inspired me and that were my mentors is, is to carry it forward, pay, pay me back by doing similar to someone else down the road, inspire them, take them under their wing, help them become a better person, help them become better, better clinician, help them become a, a, a better athletic trainer or whatever they choose. That's how you pay me back. And that's, and I think that goes back to, we want to be inspired. We want, we want an example to follow. And I think if we, 
it's easy to have big overarching societal or professional examples of that, but we all need to look at our own daily existence and identify people that we interact with on a regular basis to say, I want to be like you. I, 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 I want to be like this person. I like the way they do this. And I think John, the interactions that I've had um, in, in the match leadership here in the last few years, I think you're doing a phenomenal job. And, and the, the, the interns that, that the people that have interacted with you, you're highly respected, highly regarded. You're doing, you're doing the good, the, the hard work and the good work. So keep it up. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So Kevin, we were talking about looking to be inspired. We, we were all looking for someone to say, I don't, I want to be like that person or that person inspires me. That person leads me. So who in real life is that hero for you? Um, I, I've thought, I thought long and hard about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and, and I'm going it, to, it, it's super challenging for me to name one person, but I'm going to give you an example. Um, right as, so we go back to March of 2018 as, as the Gatorade video is getting ready to come out, I sat down, spent an afternoon here in the office, and I made a list of people that had a positive influence on me. And, and I, I spent the afternoon and I wrote thank you cards for to and, and handwritten thank you, hey, to Patricia Tresh, who was the uh, program director, clinical coordinator at Miami when I was when I was an athletic a, a, a wee athletic training student back in the in the early nineties. Um, David Kendi, who was a, uh, a who is a mentor, was a mentor when I was a graduate student at Auburn that that showed me set the example and showed me how you you carry yourself and how how much of an impact you can make. You know, it's peers. You know, Todd Miller, that Ohio Wesleyan, that these the, a group of people that keep me honest and are willing to call call me on my bs and say no this is you're 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 not doing what you need to do um those so it's not one person um but but it's a tribe of people that that and maybe that's just that's how i'm wired but i i i i, I guess i did i spent a couple of my my wife and i had this conversation last night she's like well, who's your hero and i was like i don't know <laughs> I can't, I can't think of one person that I would put on that pedestal because I'm super leery of putting people on pedestals because I, I think we all, we need to remember that we put someone on a pedestal. We, we, we tend to overlook their flaws and we're all human. We all have things that we could probably be better, be better at. And if we don't acknowledge that, that they're a full human, it, eh, they're great in this area, but not so good over here. We 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 actually diminish them and and make them a caricature and, and I I don't want to make anyone out to be a caricature that I just don't think that's a good thing so but I I have a I have a a, a tribe of people that in, that inspire me um and 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 honestly I, I'm going to include Dale Wood in that group that inspires me because we've had many conversations about when the video when the video came out and, and that um, how'd I put it to her that at some point in time 
she's going to, she's going to need to move beyond this and it's going to stop being the girl who lived and, and hopefully that it, that it still is significant to her, but it becomes less so. And, and every year on the anniversary, I, I we, we always exchange text messages and, and this was the first year she said that, Hey, it's, it's starting to, to, to mean less that it's still important, but it's not an everyday reminder. And, and that inspires me the ability to have a monumental event, a life-changing event, to help it help it form who you are, but not define you. And I think that those are the kind of things that that that, that inspire me, and, and and become my hero. So not one person, but a bunch of people that I try to use as a benchmark and, and, and an example. I Sorry, I didn't have a quick soundbite for you there with one name. No, I, I love how you put it, your tribe of people. Um, that's along my recent journey, I think having a tribe or having a community has been more important than one person uh, to look up to. Having a group of people who um, share values, but also differ in values uh, to help keep me grounded, keep me balanced has been incredibly important to me. Um, because, yeah, once you do put somebody up, the higher you put them up on a pedestal, the further they can fall, right? And um, eventually they do. Yeah. Or, 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 or they stay up there so, so long that, that they begin to lose their importance. Right, right. And it, it is important to, to look at our faults individually. And, and that's part of having that humility and, and uh, diminished ego is to recognize our faults um, almost before we recognize our um our, our good parts, right? We want to. Oh, absolutely! Let other other people can sing your praises. Other people can say how how good you are, how great you are. To me, even myself, I want to focus on. I, I have an idea of what I do, what I do well. But okay, what do I not do well? Where do I need to improve to raise that up to that same level? One of the things that I really liked is that you said you wrote thank you cards to those people. So one of the things. Um, I think last year during March, I had a podcast every day kind of thing. And it was the same concept as at the end of it, I said, thank you to one of them. And typically after that one, I said, thank you to whoever it was that I would say, Hey, I talked about you in the podcast today. Thanks for, you know, and being involved in my life, that kind of thing. Uh, and so usually with the, I think the series last year that John did, we ended all of them with a gratitude as well. Uh, and it, it's again, just about telling those people, thank you because, you know, they want to hear it. Like anytime I hear something about, hey, Jeremy, thanks for doing the podcast, it encourages me to keep going. And it says, you know, this really is making a difference and impacting people. And and so I encourage everyone listening to say thank you. Like before you go listen to another podcast, to send a text, tweet, email, phone call, uh, Snapchat, whatever it is, tell that person thank you, whether it's your mentor, whether it's your mom, whether it's your you know baby brother, I don't know. But that person that inspires you, that has encouraged you, that has helped you grow, say thank you. Well, and I, I think that's a phenomenal idea, Jeremy. And, and to not be morbid, but even a more important reason to, to tell those people that are important to you that they are important and you appreciate them is uh, as you experience with your situation, you may not get the chance again. And we should, we should to not, not be, like I said, not to be morbid and the world's coming to an end, but we, we all know how we're leaving this place. 
You know, there's, there's, we're all, we're all, we're all, there's only one exit, exit, exit route. And you don't know when your time is going to be up. So take advantage of that today. Send a thank you note. Tell, tell the, per, whether it's a professional, personal, if there's people that matter to you, tell them they matter. It, it does 100% make a difference. All right. So I'm going to take a shot at it with mine. I had this conversation with Sarah last night about who was her hero, who, who she thought my hero would be. And she was kind of the same. She's like, I don't know. I don't know of anybody for you like that. And so that's when I told her about the friends reference. And she's like, how do you even know that? I'm like, I have no idea. The closest thing I can think of would be Dave Ramsey. And here's why, right? Because his actions, his words, his business, everything he does, it honors God. He raised his family well. He honors and loves his wife. He continues to serve and empower other people. Right? So all of those things that are things that I want. Again, like you said, he's not perfect, and I'm not putting him up on this pedestal like I'm going to worship and follow everything he does and be just like him. Right, But those are qualities or traits, just like you said, that are really important to me that I, I want to embody throughout the course of my life, just like he has done for 20, 30, 40 years or whatever it is. And so those are things that, that I really want to, to be like. And then also, I don't know if you, if you're keeping up with the world series is going on right now. Um, Jose Altuve, if you watched his interviews at the end of the ALCS, the, when they, after we beat the Yankees, um, again, he was just talking about, you know, first I want to honor God and then my teammates, and then all the fans here. He never said, yes, you know, I'm awesome. You know, I just knew I was going to hit a home run, or I'm, that's just what I do. I'm, I'm just amazing. It was all about the other people, about serving, about going out there, playing, and having fun. And you just look at him, he's like kind of dancing and wiggling like he's just having fun. And so I feel like like that's just another person that, again, nobody's perfect, but it's somebody that that you can see this is somebody – that I would like to copy some of their stuff that I would like to emulate and you, and you just kind of put them up there as a hero. So I don't feel like I have a single person um, either that is, Oh, that's my hero. But I think there are some people that inspire me. You know, it's funny. Cause when I, when I wrote that question uh, as I wrote it and then looked at it, I thought that was literally the hardest question I've ever asked myself. I think, you know, other, other than looking at, you know, what are your own faults or I no finding your own hero or finding a hero is really difficult. And you could see, I, I didn't write anything down because I have literally thought about it ever since I wrote it, I wrote it down in a boat and a notebook. And then I wrote it down on our, no, our show notes. I, I couldn't think of any like single one person. Obviously I want to go back to my parents as being my heroes, right? Um, they they raised me. They did an amazing job raising me. Um, going back last year to, in November when I went to Poland to to see some of my family uh, heritage and and to step foot um, at, back at Auschwitz um, to see where my dad was born really showed me or gave me more respect for them. Um, and, and to show how much they've gone through, but, uh, I couldn't stop my list there. Um, Kevin, you know, Tom Ford. Um, Oh, absolutely. Yes. Tom is Tom. Tom's the one that gave me my start in, in the profession. Um, 
and, and was a tremendous leader through the relationships that he built with his student athletes and, and the people he worked with. Um, an amazing career, unfortunately cut short with um, ALS. Tom's still around. Tom is fighting the good fight. And to see him fight every single day is incredibly inspiring. <laughs> um, I don't talk to Tom enough. And that is a weakness of mine. And, um, and I know Tom's going through harder days than I do. And, um, to know that him and his family are, are fighting every single day to, to, to battle for others, not just himself is incredibly inspiring. And, um, Tom and Kathy Ford, I, I absolutely love them and adore them. And Tom is definitely one of my biggest heroes of my life. Great people love Tom to death. And it's, it's, it's moving his story. And, and I think we could all take some inspiration from Tom because you're right. He's fighting the good fight. Absolutely. And, and I, I hope that if I'm ever faced in a similar situation, whether it's something like that or you're, the end of your days, I hope I conduct myself with as much grace a, a, as he is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm incredibly blessed to have him in my life and have them as, as part of my family. Take a moment right there. <laughs> so I want to finish out with the book. Go back to the book a little bit and, and have a couple closing closing thoughts uh, as why we look at heroes and leaders uh, and, and just take right from a crystal himself. Our tendency for hero worship seems related to what it is that makes leadership so necessary. Both capture an essential part of what it means to be human, our ability to conceive for a different future, even an imaginary one. Finally, no leader or hero exists independent of the context beyond their control. Leadership is not magic, and it is a luring illusion that there are individual heroes. Rather, the apparent magic stems from the alignment of the right person at the right time surrounded by a group of people who will enable their activities and find meaning in what someone like Tubman or Young offers. We need heroes because of the values they propagate and their role as symbols of purpose and possibility. Kevin, I think you kind of talked about that in, in the video and um, you know how it's at the right moment at the right time, but it's the people that you're around that designate not only the hero, but also the leadership monikers. It's so important to have those people around you and have the tribe that you feel would lift you up and who would inspire you to be a better person when the moment calls. 100% agree, sir. Well said. My kind of final thought there is, again, I was going to say this, is Harriet Tubman, she was a symbol of hope, a symbol of hope. And you, you went right back to that and you went back there. And that's what we need to make sure we look at as, as leaders is our symbol of hope and then just take a realistic look. But more importantly, John, text Tom today, email him today, something. Don't let today go by because you never know if today is the last day, right? <clears throat> so take that, take that action. Um, <clears throat> so I was going to say, tweet John your story uh, of how you, you know, who your hero is. But instead, take, 
take that time where you were going to tweet John and send that message to somebody who inspires you. Send it. Don't, don't let today go. Send that message. Send that message to somebody who inspires you. So this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash heroes. And heroes is H-E-R-O-E-S. So I would have put it without the E, but luckily there's autocorrect. And then I had to double check with Sarah. So it's sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash heroes. And then if you want to get hold of Kevin, he said his email is the best way. It's again in the show notes there. But Kevin, is that right? It's without yeah. Parker without the R? Yeah. That, that's that's the antiquated way they do it. Um, I'm also on Twitter. You, if you if you follow John on Twitter, then you can easily find me. We've had some interactions in the last day or two, so yeah. th- that's out there as well. But yeah, and I, and I hope I hope people do reach out to the people that have inspired them, and I hope that the numbers are almost equal. That you get as many as you as you you send out. All right, so I didn't actually say it. So Kevin's email, it's P-A-R-K-E and then K-E-V. So it's like Parker without the R, Kev at Aquinas.edu. And again, it may be easier to look at the show notes or you can Google Kevin Parker, athletic trainer, and I think it'll, or Kevin Parker Aquinas and it'll come up that way as well. So if you're going to send that thank you to somebody else, and then you still got some more time, then you can tweet John. So he's at John, J-O-H-N, Seiko, C-I-E-C-K-O. So just tweet him your hero, your story, or if you need a, a longer way, if you want to share it, maybe you want us to read your story of your hero or tell your hero thank you, then you can email John at jseiko at Bloomfield. Dot org. So again, that's J-C-I-E-C-K-O at Bloomfield.org. And if you have trouble, just type Seco or type John or type Bloomfield on, anywhere on the Sports Medicine Broadcast. And John's been on there like 50 times. So <laughs> you can find his stuff, right? Or like you said, if you if you go on Twitter and type Seco or you follow Kevin or you follow me, you're going you're gonna to be able to find him. Uh, and so for me, obviously, anywhere on the Sports Medicine Broadcast, you can get a hold of me that way. Again, this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash heroes. So, Kevin, John, any final things before we sign off? Uh, thanks for having me today, guys. This, yeah. this, 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 while, it's a, while I don't enjoy talking about myself, and you'll notice I tried to do very little of that, this is a topic that I, I do enjoy talking about. So uh, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to have you on. and. Uh, I think this has been a great discussion, um, being able to pull from a really good book and, and use it in the context of, we went away from heroes, right? We talked about heroes, but we really came around to being inspirational to others. Try to, try to be someone that someone else looks up to by not being a hero, by, uh, by being inspirational and, and, and somebody who inspires hope. I think that's very important message for a lot of us as we go through our days that are long and, and tough and it's it's getting shorter days here in Michigan. So the days are getting darker. And um, if you can be a ray of sunshine or a ray of hope for somebody, it will definitely make all the difference in the world. All right. So for Jeremy, John Seco, Kevin Parker, and the Sports Medicine Broadcast, and this is, again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash heroes, where you can find all the information you need. Send that message, and that is a wrap.